Hi, this is a Conversations with Creatives podcast for Opus. We're currently exploring the theme, living a creative life. Last month, we caught up with four Emily Carr alumni to discuss their artistic experiences post-university. In this second episode, we're discovering what a creative lifestyle looks like for four career artists. Alice Parmelee-Rich of Studio 13 Fine Art, husband and wife team, Emily and Mike Fantuz, and renowned two-spirit artist, Preston Buffalo. Alice Parmelee-Rich has been involved in the art field and in art-related businesses most of her life. Since the millennium, she has followed her true passion, creative expression through painting. Alice's works are included in numerous private and public collections throughout North America and Europe and she has her own gallery on Granville Island. My name is Alice, my middle name is Parmalee Rich, and I am currently um, a full-time artist. I paint large atmospheric landscapes and uh, semi-abstract landscapes, often with a hard edge element involved. And I have a studio on Granville Island, Studio 13 Fine Art, which I share with a studio mate. And it gives us an opportunity to work there in a working space as well as an exhibition space. So it is a gallery that people are welcomed into and um, you're certainly not feeling isolated. In fact, more people ask me, how do I work with all the interruptions? <laughs> I'm fortunate enough to also have another, another studio workspace. In that case, I can start a painting and get my ideas down and then bring it to Studio 13 on Granville Island and finish it and move forward with it. I paint mostly in acrylic, but I'm very fond of oil. And um, that's actually something that I paint more of in my other studio because it, it can sit and dry and I don't have to keep moving things out of the waist because we we rotate with um, you know who's on deck so you have to put things away and oil is very messy as we all know and I'm a purist with oil I you know I don't use things that make it dry faster or the water-based oil or anything like that I use all the pure materials starting as a photographer and needing to make money <laughs> I decided that with the photography I could create a greeting card company. That led me into learning about business and from really the, from the ground up. And then it expands and it expands some more. But, it, but it, you know, it's always been the same. I've never done market art. I've just done my own thing and found that finds its own little niche. I, I was a single parent uh, for 16 years and it's really difficult. I worked as a curator and assistant director at the Contemporary Art Gallery at one time, and that I was working there and then sort of started the greeting card company on the side and then realized this was becoming a, quite a full-time um, thing to do. And, you know, if, if one of your kids is sick, you're still working from home. It's kind of like full circle what everybody's doing now, isn't it? where we're all working from home, we're on the phone, we're on Zoom, we're, we're doing our thing. 
it, it really just gave a flexible lifestyle. Um, it, it's not without a lot of, you know, worry, right? Like, where are you going to get the money for the next printing? It's always one of the big worries. You're out of certain cards and other ones are selling, but you've got to have a certain amount of inventory. You have to think about, like, where you're going to be and how you want to be in the world. And I've never been, I've, I guess I've always just been entrepreneurial. I've always, I've always made my own money in my own way. And that's just the way it is. The typical day is um, I'm pretty slow in the morning. I like to try to do some exercising. I meditate. I have my tea um, and coffee. And then generally, unfortunately, I mean, there's emails and stuff like that. And then by, by noon, I'm ready to paint. So I, I like to clear everything sort of off my plate before I get to the easel. And then, you know, by 4.30 or so or 5, then I'm off walking the dog. But I've often got a project, you know, going on. Like right now I have a commission that's 72 inches by 36 inches. I'm, I'm extremely um, curious I'm also very much, um, I am, I am very observant and I, I, I love to find the beauty in life, you know, whether it's, you know, the way the garbage can lid is sitting and the pile of junk sitting next to it or whatever, but I've, I'm always looking and thinking and seeing and, and, um, I, um, you know, I mean, even my kids have have commented that they are able to do that. You know, when they've traveled, when they first went off to Europe, when they were young, they'd say, like, I wouldn't have seen all this if it hadn't been for you, because I, it's a, it's a way of life, right? The constant observation, if you're out, you know, walking or seeing or whatever. Sometimes you just have to kind of visualize where you want to be and the work you want to do and keep it going. I've been playing again with the uh, face-mounted plexi that I do at Opus. <laughs> and it looks really cool. In fact, one just went to Switzerland. The woman was so excited about it. She's taking it as a wedding present for her brother. But that's so vivid and it almost brings the light in more. Um, and you know it is, it it's a print, but it's also uh, a lovely piece of work at the end. I had a job, and I I thought, no, I'm quitting my job, and I'm going to paint. And my husband said, I thought you were just going to do this as a hobby. I said, oh no, I'm going to paint now, <laughs> and that was it. And so you jump in with both feet. I mean, I don't recommend that for. For everybody and it's nice if you know if you can do something on the side I think the most important thing is when you get into that space of this is really it this is what I want to do just go with it let it go and let it be a strength you know that that can can guide you because you can't figure out how it's gonna happen you really just have to let it happen
but you but it happens if you can stay focused. Emily and Mike Fantuz are a talented married couple sharing Studio 107, a gallery and live workspace in Vancouver's Mount Pleasant neighborhood. Having met through an Instagram hashtag, palette knife painting, they now support each other in carving out their own individual accomplished careers. My name is Emily Fantuz and I'm a artist. I, um, the work I'm doing right now is painted um, with palette knives using oil paint and my focus is then mostly the, the cityscape or the urban landscape. I'm Mike Fantuz, I'm Emily's husband and I'm an oil painter as well. Uh, I'm, I'm using a, a blend of, of palette knife and brush at the, the current kind of mode of operation and also pursuing uh, watercolor and acrylics. So I'm uh, exploring a lot of different mediums. We found this great artist live workspace here in Mount Pleasant, Vancouver. Um, so it's given us a lot more working space, which we're really happy about. We were spending literally like 70% of our waking hours in our studio and the other percentage was spent upstairs in the rest of the house eating and going to sleep. We kind of had a joke saying that we needed to find um, like a big studio with a small house inside of it instead of a house with a, like a studio. So we found that. <laughs> yeah. Prior to the beginning of the pandemic, we were kind of like pulled in a lot of different directions with things that we were really interested in doing, like, you know, mountaineering and running and just, you know, doing a whole bunch of different things and, but never really settling totally into one area that was as fulfilling as what I've been finding the creative process, like living our life, just completely engrossed with art making has been the most fulfilling time period I feel like spiritually in my life. I feel like we're really, really lucky. <laughs> um, I think we do influence each other's work definitely. And I feel like by sharing the same space and sharing this passion for, for painting, we've really helped each other's work to grow and probably grow more quickly than it would um, independently. Mike and I each have some different areas of strengths within the painting process, which is great. So we can help each other um, in those areas. I have a tendency to be like naturally a, a bit of a procrastinator and I can get distracted quite easily by things. And Emily's got a very solid work ethic and I, it inspires me to, to you know, stop wasting time. For, for me, um, like defining creativity is a, a creative lifestyle is about exploring my curiosity and uh, challenging myself to, to do things that I might not necessarily be totally comfortable with all the time. I would say that a creative life is something where it's just kind of embedded into your daily habits and um, your lifestyle. We've spoken about like how uh, being, living a creative life is, is there's an element of like being critical or critical thinking about 
about your life and about your existence and about the world in general and, and exploring these different ideas through reading and, and learning and, and meeting with other artists and, and other creative people who are, who are also exploring different ideas. I think we, we're very fortunate that we're exploring that together. I feel like we're both very goal-oriented and quite organized and, and hardworking too think about what, what are, where we're trying to go. We're always talking about what what's next, what's next. I think we've always been comfortable painting around each other, but I do feel like that's, that's grown. But even remember at the beginning, it was like, it was kind of like we were shy about A shy. painting in front of each other. Yeah. It was funny. <laughs> yeah. Like it was definitely <laughs> true. It was like, the, there was like a little bit of a, like, like this is different. <laughs> like, oh, you're, you're gonna watch my process, and I'm scared, and yeah, yeah. To just sort of share that was, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's 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 grown to a, a really good level of comfort, mm -hmm. but um, it yeah, it took yeah. different. It's kind of happened in some stages, and I think you know it went from we're in separate spaces to we're in the same space, but we're doing our own thing. To now, where I feel like even though we're independently painting. We are much more collaborative and we're communicating a lot more about what we're thinking and why we're doing it and um, so making suggestions or whatnot. Yeah. I typically like to get up like quite early, like five in the morning and paint for a few hours before really starting the day. Um, but with our new space, it's a, it's a loft and the lights are really, really bright. So that's been thrown off a bit, but we're going to work on that. Um, <laughs> because there's another part to that equation, which is like, maybe this is the only challenge. I'm not like a 5 a.m. get up and paint kind of guy. I'm kind of like, get up at the crack of seven or maybe. <laughs> um, I, I have a tendency to be more creative in the afternoon and evening. So uh, <laughs> that, that's fun. But essentially, we do paint um, like most of the day because we are still getting ready for an exhibit this fall. and and fulfilling some other commitments. So we mostly just spend the day painting and we take breaks to walk our dog. And, um, you know, being here too, I, I feel like we were always painting all the time, but I think we are painting later into the evening now that it's our studio is the main part of our home, so. Yeah, it's something that we're trying to establish right now is that routine and that workflow. Cause we, we did have it previously quite well you know, nailed down and, and now we're trying to figure out what that, that looks like and it's, it's a work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> Preston Buffalo is a self-described urban queer indigenous artist with a deeply defined practice. His iconoclastic output includes sculpture, printmaking, photography, soundscape and digital media. Working from a 200-square-foot live workspace in Vancouver's Railtown neighbourhood, the line between his art-making and his everyday life is blurry, if it even exists at all. My name is Preston Harrison Roger Buffalo, and my practice is multidisciplinary. A lot of it deals with um, in my Indigenous background and uh, reconnecting with that. I'm pretty lucky that I don't have to work while I go to school. And I get to just like spend my days creating things and working on like projects. And 
yeah, it's, it's, it's a creative life because I don't feel like I have to actually do a lot of work for it. There, I try everything, painting, photography, sculpture, printmaking, 3D printing, cyanotyping. I kind of like create little, like, not little projects, but little things for me to do every day. And I usually got about four or five different projects on the go. My place is like, it's just art supplies. <laughs> it's a 200 square foot room and it's like floor to ceiling and stuff. I think it, I mean, it does force you to create. Like, I don't know what direction I would have taken if I had more space to it. I, I kind of will go through like the archives and find and rediscover things and, and kind of finish what I started like six months ago. I do a lot of bookmaking actually. I'm doing lots of bioplastics. So I actually like made this like a drum, but out of um, isomalt sugar and like uh, willow kind of uh, to tie it all together. But having to do that kind of stuff in my little room here is a bit much too. It's like boiling gelatins and like doing a lot of stuff on my on my one burner induction thing. <laughs> like I'll switch from the bookmaking to the like bioplastics to something more digital get back into like 3D printing. So like all within one day, I'll kind of like cycle between the three and then I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna go to school and do some printing. And then I'll like cop on my scooter and go down my car and use facilities there. But I also do some, I also do photography developing in my place too. So if I can't use the darkroom at school, I've got like processes to do all the darkroom stuff here. Living like this can be hard too because pieces get damaged and like crushed and stuff. I move quite a bit too, so it's like, they just get, things get not, not cared for properly and put into rolls or, I mean, a lot of stuff is in bins on the top there. It's, it should be really like properly stored. <laughs> I mean, living in this small space too, it's like someone will come over and be like, oh, like, <laughs> looks like a crazy person lives here. I'm like, well, but I, I, I realize that I don't have to have it all here. Like I can go put it in storage. Like I've had, I've done it once before where I, I, I decided I was going to get rid of everything and like just live minimally and I hated it. Like I kept like three outfits and like got rid of all the junk and I felt like empty. Like there was like nothing. I felt like I had no, no like supplies to work from or anything. I mean, I do art every day. So it's kind of just like seeing what I have, what I need to work on. And I've had a couple of exhibitions lately. So that's pretty much taken up all of my time. So now that those are kind of like showing, I think I feel like a bit directionless, but I'll figure it out. It's difficult to say, like, when people ask me, what do you do? Like, I have a hard time saying, oh, I'm an artist, or, like, I don't know what point I will feel comfortable saying that. Like, I mean, I'm showing my work, I'm kind of living off of it. I don't know why I'm scared to say that, so I'm an artist. The neighborhood I'm in is pretty crazy in Vancouver, so I get a lot of my inspiration just from walking around. I live on, like, Alexander and Heatley. Like, it's pretty, like, it's pretty sketch, but <laughs> a lot of my photography work, actually, is, is around this neighborhood now, but I'm not like taking pictures of people on the streets, like, you know, that kind of thing. It's more about like the, the vibe of the neighborhood and trying to capture without sensationalizing it and being like, mm, there's needles everywhere. It's like, no, there's more to it than that. It's like a movie set. It's, it's surreal, the some of the stuff you see on a daily basis here. And it's like, you get, you can get desensitized by it. And like, I don't, I try not to get that. Many thanks to Alice, Emily, Mike and Preston for sharing their experience and expertise. Be sure to tune in next month for the final episode in this series. We'll be exploring how creative lives can have positive effects on community and the wider world. Thanks for listening.